2: Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast, episode 38, the John Satoris episode. Look up John Satoris. You will not know how to spell his name. Just look him up. I'm Scoop. Uh, tonight, we've got a few people here to talk some Reds baseball with you. First, let's uh, introduce the Woo. Woo. How are you doing tonight?
1: Pretty good. Shout out to uh, the Jose Iglesias uh, fan club. Love you guys. Keep it going.
2: We also have on What's up?
1: What's
3: up, Coop? I uh, want to give a big shout-out to Ram. At Unc Ram.
2: At Ramless. less.
3: Is feeling better, buddy.
2: He's now Ant Ram.
3: Yeah, he's Ant Ram,
0: and I hope his ball sack is uh, not swelling up as much.
2: Uh, Branch. Branch is with us. How are you tonight?
0: A lot fucking better than Ram.
2: All right. Well... Last week we had the, the the special Corky Corky Miller episode. So let's get back into some Reds baseball discussion. Your Cincinnati Reds and my Cincinnati Reds. And everybody's are sucking ass right now. All the hopes of sneak on in have snuck on out, and so, woo. What are the three <laughs> three main areas that the Reds focus on improve off season?
1: Well, I mean, if you really narrow it down, they got they need to look to potentially improve it. Uh, catcher, shortstop, second base, uh, left field, center field, and right field. Uh, no I'm nefarious there, but uh, <laughs> the lineup—the lineup has a lot of flexibility, uh, which leaves them with, I think, a lot of options and where to go. Uh, you know, oh, center field's locked down. Well, you know, who knows? Uh, you can move Sinzel back, uh, Kino, and Van Meter are out there. I, I still don't think you bet that window on them, uh, but a lot of these players. You know, Van Meter, looking at him, Winker, maybe start seeing if he can play some first base. I know he's been hurt here, but you have the ability to move some players around, so there's a lot of flexibility in where to, to look, but if you were going to say, lock it down of where they need to improve, you know, it, it's you know, shortstop. Uh, Iglesias needs to be a backup or gone. Uh, look to get Didi. That's about your only option out there. I, I really don't want him to be the starter at second base next year. I really worry that they're going to put Clavis at second and Galvis at second and Inglisiasport <laughs> um, and, and kind of be cheap. I'm hoping they don't do that. Uh, I, I could deal with Galvis being uh being the starting shortstop and and Van Meter being the starting second baseman potentially, or you know, gotten signed someone, or I mean, you can even move Suarez potentially. Uh, catcher, you know, there's really another X red sitting out there ready to maybe be plucked. It just wherever they can at the end of the day, right? The, the the offense has gone all season essentially every other month. There's been no consistency. April, they're horrible. June, they're horrible. August, they've been horrible. Uh, they need to be more consistent, and wherever they can improve, they need to improve. They need to spend money, and they got to improve. Uh, so if that means, hey, there's somebody that is going to be a net game offensively that you can play in center field, and you, that means you're moving Senzel back to second, perhaps you'll examine that, right? The – you got to be all in next year and it's the window. So wherever you can improve, make it happen. Spend the money being cheap. You know, beat writers talking about how the Reds can't spend money. This and that. Um, oh, I've
2: got a comment just, on that
1: later. It's just a, a massive disservice to the fans and just a cop out. And, uh, we should all be upset at that. Bye.
3: I mean, it's really tough to top woo when he comes in and just, you know, spits all the truth all over the place. So congrats to woo. But, um, I think, you know, the biggest is that, you know, they, they give you this glimpse of hope throughout the year. And this is the first time we've had it in a couple of years outside of, a, you know, a few years. I started off like, what, like five and one and everybody was all excited. But if they're not willing to spend money in the off season to upgrade the roster in general, then it really, it really doesn't matter what we're even doing here because if they just let the guys walk, and expect the guys to come in and, you know, do the part of a Rendon. You know, if they expect a Van Meter to come in and do the part of a Rendon, then you're going to let the fan base down. But if you go and sign stuff like that while you have pitching, then you're telling the fan base that we, it may just be a one-year window, but we're trying to win now. So I think it's important that they go out and spend money in the offseason to really prove to the fan base that what we did in 2019 – was a step up from 15, 16, 17, and 18. We're fucking going at it because you guys deserve it. So,
2: Branch. Yeah,
3: Lou
0: and, uh, and BRM just real good on that. I mean, me personally, I would like to see them go hard after Rendon. I would like to see them grab a shortstop from Cleveland, who I think they could possibly pull off because we've got a lot of pitchers that are going to be on, uh, that are going to run out of options. Uh, the bullpen's going to need to be worked out a little bit. Um, catcher, if they can do it, great. But I, it just depends on the length of that contract with Grandall. Um He is, you know, on the north side of thirty. So, and it, it is an upgrade, but it's still it's catcher, north side of thirty. It, it gets a little scary there. Uh, but I really think they need to to shore up this bullpen. This bullpen's been up and down. It's good overall, and they're going to have enough uh, enough, you know, pitching. They have enough pitching depth right now to deal with it. But some of that's going to need to be traded because you know they really need to upgrade at shortstop, depending on what they want to do with Josh Van Meter. Upgrade at either if they're going to play him in left field, fine. He's not doesn't really profile as so a left fielder, um, and and really upgrade at second. Base and that's where Rendon comes in. Comes in and you put him in this lineup and play him there. That gives, man, that gives a lot of people a lot of percent. I'm kind of leaning right now because of the two big question marks of Josh Van Meter and Arstiz Aquino. One of them I think is a major, is an everyday major league base. I don't know which yet, and I don't think the Reds know which yet. And I think Senzel's there to stay and in, uh, in center field. I don't think you're going to move him anywhere.
2: Yeah, um, I, I agree with all of y'all on your points uh, I think catcher one of the middle infield spots and an outfield spot are the three biggest areas plus maybe a bullpen arm depending on what the reds do in the outfield are they one I've been pleasantly surprised that they've played a keyno every day I thought it they were going to do what they usually do which is bring a guy up and he would ride the bench while nobody started nobody with a uh a future started in the outfield, like a Jose Peraza in left field or something. But I think you have to settle, like you all have said, Van Meter, is he a starting player? Is Aquino your starting right fielder? Outside of that, definitely need to upgrade catcher, put Galvis at short or second, depending on who you could sign to play either position. Or if you go out and get a stud center fielder in a sign or a trade, you move Senzel back to second. You got to get three bats, I think, three bats, at a minimum. If the you chatter out that. of
0: Cleveland, the chatter out of Cleveland is they are not; they're willing to trade Lindor.
2: Would they take? I don't know, like Trevor Bauer for him.
1: <laughs> I, I think bringing all in for part of this, like talking about Lindor, there is they need to unload the remaining prospects. Like you know, you got to get India's got to be out. Um, I know it's going to be tough to move Green, but. I think they are their
0: pitching depth. I honestly that, I think too. I mean, you got unload- their major league pitching depth. Because you're looking right now at Sims, Molly, and Disco. And those are the big names. And uh, to get somebody like Lindor, yeah, one of them is going to have to go. Uh, I just, but you also got some guys by, right behind them that that aren't bad.
1: I, you got to leave the cupboard bare, right? I mean, you've got a lot of young talent on this team.
0: Yeah.
1: And th- this rebuild, because of how it was forked at the beginning, yeah. due to the all-star game is hanging on whether people want to admit that or not it's, it's next year i mean they're in they got to be in and if next year isn't a playoff team we're we're almost circling back around to where it's okay it's time to blow it up right and you sell your assets you sell your, your genos you do that whether value is peaked get the returns you need so that way you know four years later bam you know you're you're looking at continuing again then you got Bob sitting there and I really, yeah. I don't see that whatsoever. And you're just going to repeat this circle over where if next year's not, next year's a disaster or, or not a playoff contender or a cl- playoff team, you're okay. May, and then that gets squeaks into the following year. And then what happens from there? And next thing you know, you're three years from now and you haven't done anything and, and, and peak values passed. And, and we're just repeating this all over again. The Reds MO is
2: definitely not to sell early on anyone. I mean, you mentioned before the the 2015 All Star Game. That that one event set back this franchise five years.
1: I mean, it set back this rebuild. I think at least you could argue at least a season and a half.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah, because like, they got there was there was no reason not to trade Frazier. There was no reason not to trade Chapman. There was no reason not to trade Go at all. Well, or Bruce? Did, Bruce. They, uh, no. And Jay Bruce? They, yeah, they
3: did trade. They did trade Quinto.
2: Oh, that was the okay. No, yeah, yeah, twenty
3: fifteen. Quaid. Well, they didn't trade star game, but they did trade him at the deadline that year, and he won the World Series with the Royals.
2: The, I just remember yeah. it was
1: a year late. Correct. Yeah, right. Correct.
2: Yes I, yes.
3: I was. I was just pointing out that they did trade him that year. That's
2: no. All. No. That, no. That's correct. I mean, and they did trade. They eventually traded all of them. He traded them all at least a year, if
1: not two years late. Um, Because you you can't ignore the, they knew they were having the all-star game the next season, the season before, and how that played into decisions being made.
3: I'm I'm absolutely certain, just like you guys are, did. But uh, at least they did trade Cueto that year. And what they got in return for Cueto, obviously now, (laughs) it could have been a lot better now. But they went out and got three left-handed pitchers for him. In all reality, that's something that the Reds have never really had. So at least they went out and tried to get something they've never had. And they got at least one first-round pick out of it. A guy who had pitched in the World Series already. He had
1: arguably the best pitcher of the last, what, 20 years? Probably in the franchise. Yeah, and the Reds traded
3: fucking Frank Robinson for Milt Pappas because he was promising.
1: I'm just saying that.
3: I, I, I know, and Wu, I agree yep. with you. I'm just saying, yep.
0: I, yep. I think I think yep. what
3: they did for Johnny Cueto is a C plus B minus effort, but what they've done for other guys is an is a failing effort. So I, I personally, I just don't like to pick at that trade.
1: I will, I will say that uh, when there's yeah, a lot you, more
3: that we can pick at. You know what I mean?
1: You got to tip. You had know, the Geno trade. You know, we robbed Detroit on that one. Oh, uh, oh you yeah. You got tip it, your hat is, then. Yeah, and that the, was not the only trade. Bright. The yeah, trade yeah i mean those were the uh, those were pretty solid moves you know obviously uh, so you gotta tip your hat there but you know they struggle at selling assets at their peak value and w- when they need to be selling right it's it's okay Absolutely. to hold on to Absolutely. them if if you're making a run right That that's acceptable everyone's going to buy into that but Hello, it's odd, be- the the
0: well, last winter i mean how much we, how much would we have got for Glacius last winter
2: or scooter Jeanette two years ago or
0: yeah. They
3: are uh, they obviously struggle to sell guys where they should because they feel an absolutely just ridiculous love for what the fans won, I guess. I honestly well, have no idea.
1: It's seventy-six what. wins, in my opinion. It's Bob, you know, Bob said, you know, we're just not gonna lose anymore. And I, so- I I don't think that we're not just gonna lose anymore. I don't think that meant anything about winning a I think that meant Competitive teams, get people excited, and get people to the ballpark.
3: What's funny is right now they're 13th to 15 in the uh, NL. So if you're listening to this and you think the Reds are better so it's okay, they're still nineteen percent of the National League in attendance. So either for people like Wu and I who don't live close enough to go on a regular basis but might actually consider going more often than we do, either buy a fucking ticket or don't renew a 10-game season ticket package until you see improvement.
1: It was about attendance anymore it's it's about no, who watches the game at home and, and yeah and of, all course. That stuff. And of course and you look, you look at the tv numbers and they're through the roof you know it's uh, even course, a mediocre winning team
3: all i'm saying is that people like to bitch and complain about attendance and then reds fans sadly aren't going
2: the thing about attendance here's the thing shout out to Polly. the people who love to bitch about attendance are the same people that aren't going so it's there the
3: same are like, people. It's the same people that bitch about politics and then don't vote. I, yeah. Right. They're
1: probably you're the right. same people who, you're, right. you're right. Average as a statistic and an argument. Correct. So. Yeah. Woo! Just so you know, we're we're on the page.
2: So I wanted to kind of transition here into uh, kind of some predictions into the off season. Uh, I know we have months and months to go before uh, any kind of big movement or the winter meetings in December, but. I just want to get everybody's uh, opinions on what you think is going to happen, what you want to happen, and what actually will happen. So, Branch, let's start with you.
0: What I want to happen I see them sign Rendon, go after a shortstop from Cleveland. I don't want to speak his name, but, you know, too much. Um, go after a shortstop from Cleveland, uh, trade Rossi Iglesias to get that out of the way and possibly sign a catcher. That's what I want to have happen. I don't – if even two of those things happen, I'll be pretty happy. That's it. Bermie. What I think is going to happen is they'll do what they normally do.
3: They'll bring in a middle to lower middle tier free agent, maybe a starting pitcher, maybe a relief arm, you know. And then they've had luck. Late in spring training with the Scooter Jeanettes and, uh, I mean, for two months, the Derek Dietrichs and the BABIPs of the world like Jose Iglesias. And they'll probably do something like it in Bob's eyes. It's been about the same. So I could see them, you know, holding off for something like that and just kind of, you know, status quo over the offseason. Um, that's what I think is going to happen. Uh, what I hope happens is they go out and sign a big-time free agent and, you know, a Rendon. You know, someone like that that we've all talked about, a Garrett Cole uh, for the pitching side of it. I know the signing the pitching is a little more difficult with Great American Ballpark and everything, but fuck if they've, you know, pitchers anything, it's if you can keep the ball low in the zone, you can succeed a Great American this year. So I'm hoping they go out and do something like that because, (laughs) you know, it's been so long since we've watched consistent winning baseball in Cincinnati, Ohio. And every year I just feel like more Pindle and fade away and just become apathetic or just stop caring at all. The fan base fucking deserves something. So I, re- I, really front
1: office uh, delivers on it. Woo. What I think will happen. I think, uh, they're going to resign Glacius. They're going to put, uh, Galvis at second. They're going to super utility, the crap out of Josh van meter. They're going to say, Aquino's your right fielder. And then they're going to not really spend a lot of money. The beat writers are going to tell us they have no money to spend. they will figure out a way to spend ten million less than they did this year, and how they can't compete with the contracts that are handed out. I sign a middle reliever, that type of thing. What? what do, I,
0: that's going to be like forty million less than $1 million less than I, than this
1: year. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I, I I can't get over the amount of time Galvis has got. I know there's been injuries, right? But. I would and meter was going to be the starting second baseman the rest of the way. And it just makes me worry a lot that, hey, you know, we like Inglisius because his defense, we're going to resign him. He'll be cheap. And we're going to put Gal- uh, Galvis in second. And then that's just a domino effect from there, right? Now you've got a super utility player and, you know, you can't not start Aquino in right. You know, look what he did. Look how, you know, Punisher. Look what he's done. Um, and at that point, what lineup spots are there left to fill? what are they going to do? You know, and they're going to sit there and they're going to say, well, we got our team and we're not going to, you know, we don't have the money to spend and and all the BS will come flowing out. Uh, what I hope happens is I hope they do not go after Puig. I think Puig is, uh, an overrated free agent. Look at his performance this year and the year. I think they can get a lot more value someplace else. Uh, I would like for them to, you know, target Casalanus or Zuno, uh, Potentially, you know, play outfield. Look at platoons. Look at splits. Would love Dune signing. I think catcher is the last thing to really, you know, rather than get Didi. You know, at the end of the day, Didi or Rendon would be my two top gets. One of the two. Um, Tucker Barnhart is a backup catcher, and he'll have a longer in in the majors because of how good he is. Uh, but he's he gets on base at a good amount. Uh, he's not a black hole. Um, you know, he's hurt this year. You can live with him if the rest of your offense is solid. And so I would say he's the last position to fill. I, I just have confidence that they're going to go be all in for this. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's probably just all the history of the Reds in the last 20 years, but that's kind of where I'm at. Hope, different, I hope they prove me wrong. I want to be excited. I want to, you know, we, we we had the Puig, you know, deal. We had this, you know, we got these deals going on. The winner got us everyone excited. I want that times, you know, crank to an eleven this coming off season get some free agent this 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 franchise has never on the top free agent basically ever you know the biggest one is coco realistically in in the last 30 years um I, if, if they can get a big free agent you know, that's going to get everyone excited get everyone pumped even if it's just one i think they need multiple but even just one and uh you know it's going to bring some life back you know the, the season was exciting at the beginning of the year uh, I think everyone's, you know, obviously waxing here at the end that just like, all right, it's fall now, move on to football. But I think you get make something like that happen and, and we've got in spring heading our direction. So Well Wu
2: I uh wanna share some knowledge with you. All right. This comes from some from psychology. You know, the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. That tells me as much as we want the reds to sign a big time free agent it's just not going to happen i would love to be wrong but it's just not going to happen
1: what i'm kind of scared of is that the franchise f- thinks that
2: yeah that you know they think oh we can't do that why can't you i'm i'm sick and tired of the small market bullshit. I'm, I'm sick and tired of the small market bullshit because the reds more than doubled their television deal with Fox sports Ohio. They are getting exponentially more money from major league baseball on their rights than they did 10 years ago. This team realistically could have a $200 million payroll. If they wanted to, they could, they do. They would make a profit with a $200 million payroll. People don't want to hear that. They want to hear, oh, they're poor. Uh, they're not the Yankees. Well, yeah, they're not the Yankees, but there's no reason they can't compete.
1: Well, in that same regard, they're not the Yankees. They can't do that year in and year out. Right. The logo approaches. You can't. Yes. You, you move those chips in. Because you're going to maximize your attendance, maximize your merchandise price. Everything is going to go through the roof. And you can. on top of that, you can afford that for a few years. Because only thing that does is increase the value of the franchise at the end of the day.
2: Right. And what people don't understand is, yes, teams like the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, they have more money. But that doesn't mean that the Reds have no money. The, well, and, and,
1: also, and also, you have a de facto salary cap. like But there is a salary cap. At right. The, end of the, the,
2: day. the luxury tax threshold.
1: Yeah, and teams are obviously avoiding it, like
2: the plague. Oh. I don't know.
0: I don't know, Coop, the Those those stadium payments are really hard to make. Oh, wait, wait.
2: Oh, they got a free stadium. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, and I agree with what Wu was saying earlier. There's, we have beat writers, a couple of them, not all of them. I know, <laughs> we have a couple of beat writers that will just carry the water for the organization, for Bob Castellini. We'll put out the... Oh, what was us? We're poor, uh, narrative, and run with it. That and it's just not My reality.
1: Favorite is is when any time dealing with any player that's leaving is how it saves the Reds money. Like every time. Every
2: time, like every time. like when even even this year when the Reds cut Hughes and Hernandez, it was to, one of the beat writers. I'm not going to mention his name. John Fay uh, said, "Well, there is some money savings in there," and I'm like. You were that money was coming off the books anyway. It's just so dishonest. I'm, anyway, well,
0: speaking of beat writers and on on all this, um, it was on the I think he called the W A R P podcast. Yeah. On the athletic. That's yeah. that
2: the C I like C There was a
0: kind of an offhanded comment there about how he thought Josh Van Meter. They were surpri- He was surprised how well Josh Van Meter played in left field, and. See, Trent. I think if he knew anything, he would report it. But it just that that comment odd because is he after a game hearing, you know, hey JVM, great job out there. Something from somebody else in the staff or something, you know, that's kind of that in there to where there's a comment by him on that. And is are they looking at okay, Van Meter's going to be the left fielder?
2: Well, my my thought about what the Reds are going to do in the offseason, and again, I said. I said earlier they're not going to sign anybody big if the reds are going to improve it's going to be via the trade and their trade chips are not what they used to be uh you, you got to figure Jigley and uh jeter downs went in the homer bailey Puig wood deal taylor trammell went in the Bauer deal hunter greens hurt so Jonathan India becomes basically your best prospect, and the Marlins didn't want any part of him for JT Real Muto. so what what do the Reds have that they I, can do?
1: I wouldn't say they didn't want any part of him. They, they wanted more. They wanted to publicly shop the trade. They had what they had at the time and it was the most they were going to get. I'm like, oh, let's throw this out there and see if we can get some more people interested.
2: Right. Um, so Francisco Lindor, I think... Is not going to happen. I would love it. I would love it to happen.
0: I, I don't think that with prospects, though. See, I think I think their biggest trade chips are MLB-ready players.
1: Well, I mean, you could look at moving a I Winker, think it's right? In the
0: pitching depth and the Winkers and the Irvins.
1: Yeah, um, it would
3: take an a Suarez to get Francisco Lindor. And one on
0: one, yes, it would. But I, I, I think there could be a possible way to do it because. Quite frankly, the Indians do not want to pay what they're going to have to pay him. They are cheap. Sound familiar? (laughs) Uh,
1: It's an Ohio. It's an
0: Ohio. Yeah. Uh, So that's why he's going to end up being a Cub
3: or a Yankee or a Red Sox or a Dodger.
0: Well, the the, the Yankees and the
3: Dodgers have a farm. Or an angel. The Cubs don't. The only real wild card in that scenario for Frankie, in my opinion, is the Texas Rangers because Elvis Andrews is getting up there.
2: And they're but about to move the, into a new ballpark.
3: They're about to move into a new ballpark. They have a lot of money. And Elvis Andrews could be sold to the Indians and they could spend it to Indians fans as, hey, here's your new shortstop, by the way. Super successful. I mean, literally, I mean, Elvis Andrews is a hell of a player. He's not Francisco Lindor, but he's been a hell of a player in his career. And he's been with the same team the entire time.
2: If I was the Indians, so, I would be looking.
3: It's, it's these Indians fans.
0: That, if I was the Indians,
2: I would be calling the Dodgers about Gavin Lux and saying, "Hey, you can have two years of Lindor if you trade us Gavin Lux." He
0: ain't going anywhere. No par- yeah. Rumor has it Lux is going to start for the Dodgers in the playoffs this year.
1: No, there's. They're not until September to call him up. So, if they I, call him up, they, they they're, said they're, they're going to call him up, and they mentioned that he might not even play and just. Was it they called internship? Oh, that's where where he doesn't play, but just is with the team. Uh, Yeah, they did it last year with. uh, uh, I forget. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that guy. Okay.
3: That sounds like that sounds like what Phil's wife says right as she goes into bed
0: with another guy.
2: (laughs) It's it's the internship. See if it works out. Shout out to Phil.
0: Here's my big. Here's they let you know the salaries go away that they currently have and they're going to lose. Then they make a bad, shitty trade for somebody that's on a bad, shitty contract at 33 years old, but probably had a couple good years, and pay him and go. Oh, look, we increased our payroll. Really, well,
1: I, I I feel a little bit uh, stuff. I feel a little bit for Dick Williams because he was handed a half-effed-over bag of players at the end of the day, right? Everything you know, the All-Star game screwed things over, and then Dick Williams was there, and you know he was the GM, but not for the first year, and all this stupid shit that went on. Uh, I really just want to see confidence. I think we've seen some of it, right? But I want to see that all in, we're confident of how we evaluate players and where we want to go, and I want to see them make some bold moves. And, and that would just be the world to me at the end of the day, right? When The Reds have never done anything bold. Like, what, Griffey was the last time you'd say? Oh, wow, that's Griffey a Griffey was
2: pretty bold, yeah.
1: That yeah, was a move. You know, that was it. Right, they well, probably. Then that's You going, yeah. That, and and Bowden
0: tried to get the Griffey deal before, and then Marge pulled the plug on him first.
1: Yeah, and that, you it know that was very
0: public about that—that he that got that, that.
2: About the poke... because they didn't want to include before. Pokey Reese, and
1: yeah, yeah, God, yeah. Imagine <laughs> that one trade. That 99 that 99 team with Griffey. Oh man, oh. everyone—that would have that been the stars aligning. You wouldn't believe.
2: I went to that one game playoff, and oh man, God Al Leiter. goddamn, goddamn Al Leiter.
3: 99, so what, what would that have made me? Uh, October 99, I would have been uh, almost eight years old. God, fuck you. Did you
1: discover your penis yet?
2: No.
3: <laughs> Pro- probably only to use the restroom,
0: you fucking pervert. <laughs> that 99 team, me and a couple other Marines, mostly all from Ohio, were fucking, gosh. We, they had much fun of because we actually believed. We were having like watch parties and shit. When, <laughs> it was
2: Burm- when Burmy was eight, a- the only thing discovering his penis was his priest. So let's move on to the next topic. Uh, Boom. <laughs> yeah, Hail Mary. Um,
3: full full of pace.
2: Let's move on to the uh, listener Unlike questions. I the priest. Boom. I mean, I have all kinds of priest jokes, but let's try to keep it somewhat clean. Um, so I asked uh, the Twitterverse to submit their questions using the hashtag. Scooter plays like Cooter. Uh Scooter Jeanette was released by the Giants after he sucked just as much ass as he did with the Reds. Now, the interesting thing is if you if you look if you look at what Scooter has done with the Giants and then what he did with the Reds, he played twenty one games with the Reds, twenty one games with the Giants. He had fifteen hits hits with the Reds, fifteen hits with the Giants. That's about it. <laughs> he was terrible. So he's consistent. He's consistently Do not knock the
1: man for not being consistent.
2: So anyway, the hashtag Scooter plays like Cooter. So Ev, who was not on tonight, analog Red's fan on Twitter, he asked hashtag Scooter plays like Cooter. Will Jose Peraza ever get it? I don't think so. I think he's what he is, and that's uh, not good enough be to be honest. I, I had hope after last year that he would continue the improvement. And he just cratered. I think. I think you move on.
1: I think he gets a, a new start someplace. Yeah, it's it sucks because of his flexibility, and that's a big thing with in Major League Baseball right now, and especially this team. And I I, I think the number one winner of that is Derek Dietrich because I think otherwise he'd be gone. I think. Yeah. If if has is gone, his likelihood of hanging around is greatly increased. Uh, I'd like to see both of them gone, to be honest. But I think yeah. only
2: Dietrich really tanked after May. I, it's, the May. Numbers it's May. Don't it's May. It. Yeah, he had a he had
1: a Bur- great. Bernie did his thing earlier today, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Spoiler alert! It, it just it's just May. May was it, right?" He had a-
3: correct. My thread, my thread was mostly just to lay it out, like number on number by number, month by month. But yeah, Wu summarized it very well. Yeah, uh, April and good May, unbelievable. Shit, the rest of it, shit. Per, 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 peraza shit. Uh, you know,
1: like you better. Earlier, uh, earlier oh,
3: peraza earlier, earlier. shit, when I'm getting on base. Yeah. he still gets on base.
2: Go ahead, woo uh,
1: John Fay was saying how he had a great first half, and his shoulder has been bothering him, and how much that has contributed. And no, nope. I, I don't know how you look at his statistics and say he had a great first half. <laughs> I mean, he had he, a great month. He had one <laughs> month. It was great. And there's some. That's John Fay's. Oh, I thought I thought you were eating some pudding. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: I thought you were breastfeeding. Nope. That was me making dick sucking sounds.
2: Shout out to John Fay. Uh, so our next <laughs> question, <laughs> our next question, former Reds, who is on the podcast a lot. He couldn't be on tonight. He asks, uh, hashtag scooter, play like cooter, not plays, just play like cooter. us one to be an obscure former Reds club in five years, Aquino or Van Meter. I don't think either of them are going to be a star. <laughs> I hate to be a pessimist, but...
3: Uh, I actually think Van Meter has the more obscure former Reds caliber. so Because Aquino hit so many goddamn home runs in such a short amount of time that people will remember him more than, any, than anything Van Meter does. True. Unless he, unless he starts a few opening days, we're going to remember him more than Aquino's torrid home run rampage all over the National But League.
1: it's on a shitty team at the yeah. end of the day, right? And like right. It's not like they're on a playoff well, team. They they might, like, there's they a lot might of people who have checked out. Team,
3: but he's, they might be a shitty team, but he's hitting home runs off Major League pitching. I
1: understand that, but a lot of fans check out, right? It doesn't have the impact if it. A lot of fans
3: was, only watch them if they're good to begin with.
1: That's my point. Yeah. Thank you yeah, for enforcing my point. I'm <laughs> saying, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm,
3: <laughs> saying, no I mean, I'm saying for all fans included, they'll remember for Aquino more than Van Meter,
1: because I, I, think a, I think it's a damned if you do, a damned if you don't kind of scenario. Like I, I see some in Van Meter where it's like, you know, I see how he could be end up being a better player, and I see oh Aquino in the history and where there's no way he's he's not going to be a good player. it's but it's the Reds at the end of the day, and who the who the f knows, you know? Well, I
3: think
0: Van Meter, I think Van Meter has the higher potential.
1: I well, should,
3: like,
0: actually might be an everyday baseball major league baseball player. Yeah, so do so, I. I. I I legit think he might be. Aquino, I'm 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 giving everything in my soul not to hop on that train and just enjoying the ride for what it is. Well because for, I am just not
1: until I there's want, a longer track record. For me, I wanna see how they there. both respond, right? For me it's all is, is, is,
2: is yeah. For me, with does is
1: the league figures you out and you you pivot and you pivot and you pivot and I wanna see which one responds to that before I go, okay, yeah, here's what it is. But anyway, Goku.
2: For me with Aquino, I've got to see more than a month sample because he w- he basically played himself out of being a prospect where the Reds DFA'd him, and no one picked him up, and they re-signed him, and then he changed his swing and had this break year, which I'm happy for him. This is the Aquino that's going to go forward, but I've got to see a lot more of it at the major league level before I say he's your starting right fielder.
0: Yeah, I mean, hell, we all want to see. I mean, I would. I don't want to. I'm. I'm not on this train by any means. But hell, if he keeps this up and does play right field for the Reds next year through the first half, he's gonna be a freaking all star. Hey, you know, and that would be and great. Probably, probably playing in the home run derby. I mean, it's just. But I, I just, I, I gotta know see it. They're going to adjust and they're yep. going to find the holes.
2: You've got to see it. They're That's just. The reason a,
0: I'm a little bit more of a believer in Van Meter because Van Meter's plate discipline seems a lot better over a
1: long period of time. Right.
0: Can a I, bit uh, this year,
1: he's walked. Right, know, he exactly. Is, yeah, he's getting yeah. on
2: base. Go ahead, he's
0: getting on His on base is good. He, he, he looks solid. I mean, overall, he's, he's been a nice, solid player so far. One of the things I find
3: the most fascinating about baseball and it just overall is Pazza could really have like a 1930s career. And when I say that, I mean makes his debut at 20 and could be out of the game by 30 – which is very common back in those days where nowadays the more modern player makes his debut between 23 and 25 by 34 to 35, just you know, based on multiple factors, better far, you know, more you know, farm systems, more levels of the farm systems, college, things like that. But you know, one of the things I think is interesting in today's game is how quickly uh, front offices, not just for the Reds, but for every team, move on from a player. I mean, just last year, Scooter Jeanette was sitting home runs in the All-Star game. Yeah, he gets hurt. He comes back. He plays like shit. He sucks. Yeah, he gets sent to a different team at the trade deadline. I mean, hell, even ten years ago, maybe even five years ago, the Giants let. It, I mean, they DFA'd Panic, who at one point Joe Panic was a slaysman. Mm-hmm. They DFA Panic, they get the fuck out. Bring in Scooter. He plays not even a calendar month. Produces at the same level. I mean, maybe the Detroit Tigers will like, scooter go play this year but there's not a whole lot of teams left that'll take for the year of 2019 right. now i have no doubt that, Sco- that scooter Jeanette will be on, on a roster next year yeah a, a spring training roster for 2020 of course because you'd be foolish not to i mean the guy did basically put two of the best offensive seasons the second baseman's had in the past decade but
2: but as the hashtag says scooter plays like cooter
3: he does play like cooter and now ever since that injury which Barring that injury, who the fuck knows what happens? Your van meter may still be an afterthought. I mean, we have no idea. It's crazy how baseball works. But at the same time, you know, they move on so quickly, and Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have seen that 20, 30, 40, 100 years ago. Like, Scooter would have been in the show for another five years based on the last two years. And the numbers that I've, you know, that I've looked up on Baseball Reference, how many new guys make their Major League debut every year, as opposed to guys in the past, how often a new guy made his Major League debut – some of that's relief pitching, some of that's just you know our anxieties, and we move on faster. The decline right. quicker, we move on, you know, from the decline quicker. So, just a little thing I wanted to throw out there that I've noticed.
2: Right. If if Phil got married in 2019, his wife would have moved on by now. But anyway, uh,
3: she has, she has, but he just she doesn't keeps know. him around because he's a cock.
2: So our next question comes from Married Online Man at Mad Online Two Four Seven. He's a good guy. Another person whose name I don't know. So it's kind of like Woo, but... Will Coop ever get a 1919 hat? Just kidding. We know he won't. <laughs> Fuck you.
1: You can always dream. Fuck. What's the hashtag? I, I think you. you can, Coop. I I, I believe.
2: Thank you, Will. Burmy asked a question. hashtag plays like Cooter. Has Scooter hit the wall? Much like Dale Earnhardt, yes. Jonathan <laughs> Jonathan Webster at J Webster 10 Shout out to Jonathan. He asks, hashtag scooter plays like cooter. Bauer has been really bad as a red. What do you do with him this offseason? I think you shop him for a bat. And if you can't move him, then he's in your rotation. But if you can get a bat for him, yeah, I move him. And that's not just because he's a Nazi. It's if you can get a solid bat, I move him. What do you all think?
0: Get him a job. That's stills, really interesting. Phil's place of employment. That's re- that's really interesting. It really is. Uh, do you flip Bauer? I do. There's going to be suitors. I,
1: you flip whoever you can. At the end of the day, right? You, you're looking at this. Well, as the you window. Don't, you don't. You, you don't if, flip if it's Castillo, Wayne, I mean, you know, there's yeah. There's two. There's two pitchers, Gray and Castillo, right? Yeah. You're not moving them. And Everyone, and Suarez, I think on you keep. Lineup?
2: Other than that, yeah. Correct. I mean, maybe Cindel. Three outside of that.
1: On yeah, I mean you obviously you're going to maybe hold, you know you probably hold on to the younger guys, right? Right. But everybody else any established any established player you're going to if it means yeah. that club is better in 2020, 2021 you're moving them. Absolutely.
2: Like absolutely, if, I agree.
1: you should be doing that and taking on payroll, right? Even if it means taking on payroll. Uh so yeah, I'd be 100% open to that. At the end of the day. That's hey. okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Uh end of the day I think, you know, uh, but you know the personal stuff with Bauer aside, I think from the baseball side, you know he he said he was hurt earlier. Uh, who knows what you know if that's true or not. Uh, I, I think at the end of the day, you're you're if he's your number three in terms of performance, that's a very solid lineup, and I think you can over the course of a full season, stealthy, expect him to pitch. At uh, you, I think I think you got Steele and you have Gray and those are your one two. You don't need Bauer to be. A top-of-the-line starter, at the end of the day, you can say that's a, a disappointment for the trade, and, and that's a valid criticism Looking at the construct of the lo- uh, of, of the rotation. That is what you need out of him, at the end of the day. Anything above that is a bonus. So
0: here's here's the hypothetical trade. Okay, say the Yankees make it to you know the ALCS and they get beat, and they deem it, they beat because of starting pitching because that bullpen and um, you know starting pitching is kind of their one weakness. And they decide, hey, we'll give you up we'll give up Frazier if you give out that deal. Clint Frazier, not Todd.
2: I mean that's I mean I would think about it.
0: Yeah. I mean it's 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 a tough one, isn't it?
2: <sighs> that's a tough one. I'd have to that's, think about that.
1: Yeah, it's not a slam dunk. Right. Yeah, it's not anyway. If no, there's other not, pieces
2: involved in other pieces that would be involved for me. Both sides, but
0: Bauer's only one year, so they're not going to want to give up anymore, and they've been so reluctant to trade Frazier,
1: and they don't need him.
2: No, the Yankees don't. The Yankees they're bringing just them
1: on. up in September, though. So, that's oh good. wow, yeah, Oh, yeah, wow.
2: <laughs> Move on to the next.
1: His question. defense is
0: atrocious. I mean, his defense is really bad. So,
1: I think that. I think uh, so. We get a lot of that, right? they see us, right. Oh, it's defense, 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 and this and that. Um, one, you know, GA and Al- outfield Al- perspective isn't large. But with all the data available and shifting ability nowadays, I think that a lot of that gets negated. As a before. lot of it
2: gets covered up by yeah. the shift. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, with that.
1: a lot of. The, I mean, you just look at look at the numbers. I think a lot of that. I will take the bat any day of the week.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just any, take that offense, especially with the top two in the rotation. So,
2: uh, Tyler at def not trill ask biggest needs this offseason, and which will actually be addressed? We kind of already answered that, but thanks for the question, Tyler. Shout out to Tyler. Well, Rutherford, old uh, Red Reporter guy, he asks, uh, hashtag Scooter likes to eat Hooters, which, okay. Um, what's your all-time favorite baseball name? Barmy, I want to start with you. Favorite baseball name of all time. I've got mine.
3: Oh, my God. That is impossible. That's like... Trying, it's like Kev trying to pick his favorite kid.
2: <laughs> that is just so the last difficult. One. Last one, that's the, the last one. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I, I guess we could start with like Reds, right?
2: Yeah. You know, because
3: uh, overall I mean, fuck. There's a guy that there's a guy named Jack Glasscock that played <laughs> yeah. major league baseball. I mean, the names are endless. <laughs> but-
2: yeah yeah no that's no, true that's, that's true. true i want a blast jersey let's
3: all get yeah, let's jersey. all go get glass jerseys. <laughs> you, <know> sh- <laughs> you know who should yeah. have is phil we never would be <laughs> in this predicament in the beginning um I, out of all the reds players i mean one of the most fun names is like a noodles han he was a great player mm-hmm. astianics douglas how do you top a name like Astianix?
2: well mine is mordecai three finger brown
3: well, why? Because that's only three-fifths of the fingers you can get in Phil's wife?
2: <laughs> it's just like, when I think of that, I think somebody's got three fingers around I. Woo, your uh, favorite all-time baseball name.
1: Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> Too many. Uh, I, I'll just say from uh, my younger years uh, in the scope of the Reds, during that time period, Pokey Reese. There we go. I don't know. That's lame, but that's what I got.
2: Branch. Uh... Uh, Satchel Page. Speaking of Satchel, shout out to Ram. Shout out to the Ram and his nut Satchel. Old Hoss Radburn. That's another one. Oh, great, great name. Yeah. I also found another one,
3: Coop, and I think this one might take the cake. All right. This gentleman pitched one inning of one game two days after his 25th birthday present. ERA of 18 for the 1965 California Angels. Dick wants. D-I-C-K-W-A-N-T-Z.
2: Dick, dick wants. wants. Well, what the dick wants, the dick wants. Uh, <laughs> oh, you, uh,
1: you know where that has to go. We have to <laughs> search every name ever. For...
2: Yeah. You, well, hold on. <laughs> you work on that while I ask the next question.
1: Uh, oh, well, hold on. I
2: got another one. Okay, go uh, ahead. If
3: you want to right now.
2: Yeah, go ahead. I'll no, uh, on this gentleman was the, also a answer. Fir-
3: he was a first base coach for a while. He played a grand total of 277 major league games.
2: Rusty Mostly cunts. with
3: the Chicago White Sox. Rust Kunz. It's Kunz. Rusty K U N T Z. Yeah, it's Rusty
2: Kunz. Yeah. That might be the winner, Rusty cunts. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> Ryan was on the podcast, and I'm going to skip his question for uh, reasons we talked about. Uh, so, the Buckeye State Sports at Ohio Sports19 asks, hashtag, Scooter plays like Cooter. Would there be more people at the game tonight in Miami or listeners of this podcast? Podcast. Podcast. Because this is the best podcast.
1: I'm going with Miami. Thank I you. I so feel confident our, <laughs> uh, our <laughs> Have you
3: guys have you guys ever seen that uh the John Boyce videos that's like the like whatever the worst of all time or the whatever's he does? It's a great description, please.
2: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> we're fuck, fuck cutting off, that. Man. Yeah, we're cutting that. That was fucking stupid. God. No, he
3: he literally has the worst at bat of all time and it's a Marlins pitcher it's not like Hamilton at bat no
2: <laughs> against
3: against another pitcher and he walks him on four pitches and he does the math based on the attendance <laughs> versus how many pl- like players are on the field all this shit, and he comes down that more people are there to to be there than are they watch the game
1: this is hilarious in your head it really is.
3: I'll share the fucking video afterwards. Fuck off.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh we're recording a podcast. Um, Chad has uh, a question that I asked of his podcast, and I think turnabout is fair play, so let's ask it here. Hashtag scooter plays like Cooter. You're sitting at home. Terrorists break into your house. They force you to either spend a week with Phil Razor or cut off four of your toes. Which do you choose? And you pick which four toes. Bermie, let's start with you.
3: I'd rather just send this video to the fucking podcast so you guys could all watch it. No, I'd rather uh, lose four toes or hang out with Phil. Can I, like...
2: You can pick which toes.
3: Can we put a muzzle on Phil?
2: No, it's all Phil at 100% Phil. Oh, my God. So you'll probably have to get into, like, with old men.
3: Yeah. I know I'll win those fights, but like Jesus Christ!
2: But it's a hassle.
3: That's yeah, a pain in the ass. Can I? Can I drink? Can I go to work? Actually, can I? Can I work sixteen hours You're a day? Abducted by terrorists. Terrorists. No, That's the funny. terrorist
2: abducted you. You. You will spend twenty four seven for, that yeah twenty four 7 24 hours a day, set for seven days with Phil constantly. He sleeps in bed. <sighs> he finals you at night. <sighs>
1: Out of the shower,
2: Ugh. yeah. Just
1: he, just take just take four toes off my left foot and be done with it. Woo. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, I put up with it. I'd make it happen.
2: I would probably the last two toes on both feet. <laughs> Branch.
1: You're still muted. Branch? Sorry, phone. Phone was acting up, being muted yeah. there. Um,
0: I, I'm just going to just suicide and take out all the terrorists. I ain't fucking <laughs> with either of them. <laughs>
2: That's that's secret option number C, is to go yeah. out in a blaze of glory, fight the terrorists. Yeah, go out, to no.
3: blaze of glory. Number C.
2: <laughs> that's, a, that's probably the best answer right there. Because
0: both that option's better than both the other ones.
2: So. <laughs> uh, Steven Offenbaker, host of the Reds Alert podcast, asks, Hashtag Scooter Plays Like Cooter. What design should Coop put on his new Speedo? Well, Steven, if I get a Speedo, you know where I'm going. Hawaii, to stay with you, you get a week of Coop and a speedo.
1: Can we um, look at the Google Maps and?
2: Yeah, we can ask him which uh, which cities he's been to in Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii, 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 <laughs> Hawaii. I don't know. Um, it'll probably be a Slayer speedo. I don't know if they make them, but I would I would design Is
1: one. It... Wait, I'm confused. Isn't there like an official spokesman of the Commonwealth of Kentucky speedo out there?
2: I get a picture of Matt Bevan and put it on my asshole. Shout yeah. out to, uh, <laughs> uh,
1: do that. That's a winner. I mean, really
2: <laughs> <Our question laughs> comes from,
1: I can't wait for the lawsuit. Yes.
2: Actually, the next two questions come from reds hashtag guy at reds hashtag guy on Twitter. He asks hashtag scooter plays like cooter. Should JR House be shit canned after the season? No. I mean, I think his vision, a, uh, as the, coach of the catchers but he should definitely not be the third base coach anybody else have any thoughts there
0: the shields who cares
2: yeah i would do that
0: uh quit, quit trying to fire west virginia boys
2: yeah that's west virginia legend jr house to you
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah 500 594 yards and 10 touchdowns, Motherfucker motherfucker <laughs> you fire that fucking big skin in here boy
0: Gosh, damn, you do that really well, man.
3: What you guys didn't know is Varsity Blues may be
0: based out of West Canyon, Texas, but it's based on J.R. House's. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's really good. That really is. That that I swear to God, that's a good, that's a normal conversation.
2: So, <laughs> Red's hashtag guy has another question.
0: I don't want your life. You
3: just don't get me, Dad.
2: <laughs> hashtag Scooter plays like Cooter. On a scale of to ten, how annoying is Doug Graves? <laughs> Shout out to Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, I think your voice is fine. But that's pretty funny.
3: Doug's getting fucking roasted right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but see, who sits around and wonders how it sound all the time? I mean, if it's Mike Tyson, yeah, you know.
2: I sound like an idiot, so I'm fine.
0: Probably yeah, I mean, that guy.
3: That guy was probably like about to jerk off and heard Doug Gray's voice and just canceled all of his plans. <laughs>
0: the first time you were talking,
3: you freaked the fuck out. <laughs> that guy was probably sitting there with like Pornhub already pulled up and all of a sudden he hears Doug Gray chime in. He goes, You know what? Never mind. I'm gonna go do something wholesome. Fuck this. I'm out
2: <laughs> Yeah, he's sitting there hog and all of a sudden Doug Gray comes on the podcast the you know, the red leg nation and you because. Know, cuz he was the probably jacking it to the dulcet tones of Chad Dotson. Uh, about the Chad. I mean in all in all in all
1: reality Chad Dotson's got that voice though.
2: He's got that accent that just it gets things it gets the juices going.
1: I think Doug Doug Doug's voice is a big hit with all the Catholic priests out there listening. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
2: Oh my God! That was probably the best line of the night, right there. That
3: was, that was, that was, one of the best. That was one of the top ten lines in the history of the pod. shout out to Doug it
2: was, too, it was
1: too good of
3: a joke to sit there. Oh
2: my God! I think Doug uh,
3: has, if Chad has the dulcet tones that you're looking for, when you're jerking off. It's too bad as the ones you're looking for in an altar boy. <laughs>
2: oh, Doug's poor bastard. Doug's got the voice when. Uh, your grandma's coming over, and you have to do something about it real quick. <laughs> I'm sorry, Doug. Doug, we love you.
0: <laughs> Doug, we love oh you. Goodness. We love you, Doug. Holy. <laughs> We're all so blocked after this. No, Doug no. Is,
3: who, he, he's never followed me to begin with.
2: Go visit Reds Minor Leagues and Red Leg Nation. Show Doug your support. How appropriate is <laughs> the
3: voice of the Reds Minor Leagues?
2: Oh, God. Oh, oh damn it! Damn it I, ha- Boo! Boo. I,
3: I have to do it at least
2: once. That's what she said. Uh, so let's. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's not. It's not what Phil said.
2: Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to the live reading of today in Red's Facebook. And I picked a. Uh, I. <laughs> I picked a post where uh, the Reds posted about Chris Welsh being on deadcast, and <laughs> first of all, I like Chris Welsh. I'd love for him to be a guest on this podcast.
3: Ooh, should I ask him?
2: Sure. Um <laughs> but his voice uh, is fine, right? we don't yeah, wanna yeah. offend him. Apparently there's some Reds fans that do not like Chris Welsh. Nick says uh. because they know Chris Welsh's nickname is the crafty left hander. Nick says, so crafty with his four point four five ERA. It's so funny when he tries to talk about pitching in front of pitchers and they just do the bless his heart look. Why we got to hate on Chris?
0: There's really not a reason to hate on Chris.
2: Jeff says he's he terrible. He,
0: he, he mentions things like, oh, I don't know.
2: Spin rate.
0: WRC w- 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 plus.
2: Yeah.
0: Exit yeah. velocity. Yeah. Jeff Fire says. Angle. And these guys are going, I'm not doing the fucking math. Well, nobody asked you to, but they don't also ask you to do it on a ERA do they? Branch, you, fi- you fire like a pigskin.
2: Jeff says, oh, how'd he get his job? Uh,
0: George Grande, he tells you in that podcast.
2: J- J- James says, the crappy Wait, did left-hander. That, did that guy ever throw a pitch? Yeah, James says, the crappy left-hander. Uh, oh,
3: man. Man, I didn't realize we were talking about John Lamb.
2: And th- Oh, damn. <laughs> All right, this next one, I'll probably end up tweeting this one out, but I wanted to read it on here first. The Reds hit a post about Johnny Bench making his major 1967 today. Ryan says not the Ryan that's been on this podcast, but Ryan says,
1: are we certain on that?
2: Yes. Uh. I need to try to make sure I get through this without laughing. Ryan says met his future husband the very next year. Best read ever. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, on those rumors. What
1: are you saying, Ryan? What are you saying, What are you saying? Again, are we sure it's not the Ryan on, on here?
2: We're, we're sure. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. We're sure. <laughs> anyway, Alice says, always love the Reds. Johnny Bench, Pete Rose, Frank Robinson, Willie Mays. Fond memories of attending the stadium with our children. Uh, did you notice something off about that comment?
1: Uh, well,
2: Willie Mays uh, did yeah. not play for the Reds. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny, you know. Willie Mays, great player. Anyway.
3: I loved watching the Reds growing. I'm done. Austin Kearns, Barry Larkin, Jeff Bagwell, Ken <laughs> Griffey Junior. Great players.
2: <laughs> so that'll take us. That'll take <laughs> us to our. I'll uh, take us to our corn hog of the week, the Tom Brennan Memorial Corn Hog of the Week. Uh, we didn't do it last week with Quirky, but. Uh, Angel Hernandez won it the week before. So for my corn hog of the week, I'm going to go first because I, mean, I just want to. Uh, Dan Dockich is a piece of shit. He, his comments about Andrew Luck retiring were beyond disgraceful. I don't even want to get into him. Dan Dockage is just the worst. And I think somebody said his wife left him, and, and that's good. Uh she finally wised up, but Dan Dockich, you are a piece of shit and a dick. So you're my nomination for the cornhog of the week. Uh Woo, give us your nomination.
1: Come back to me. I got uh
2: branch, give us your nomination.
1: Mm,
0: damn. (sighs) Shit, that's tough. The dude that shot up that minor leaguer's family and shit. Whatever the fuck his name was. That's about all I got. That's not Cornhog. That's just sad. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I didn't want to mention that. I just sad and thoughts and prayers. That
2: shook me. No. And we joke around a lot, but that is absolutely awful. And Mm. yes, it is. And let's talk about this for a second. That fucking cop who the the guy killed, if people don't know, he killed uh, a minor leaguer in the uh, uh, Rays organization his name escapes me right now. Blake Bevins, Bivens, something like that. Killed his wife, one year old son and his mother-in-law. And he was the burr and son of them. So he kills these three people and is on the loose. This cop spots him running naked in the neighborhood. And that news crew just happens to be there. It's this naked guy. Obviously not armed because he's naked is chasing the cop. Not the other way around. The cop's not chasing him. He's chasing the cop. The cop is running from this guy. Meanwhile, he's got what looked like an AR-15 straight. He's running from the naked guy. The naked guy then goes and tries to choke like, I don't know if it was a priest or somebody who works at a church because that's where the news crew was set up. Starts choking this guy. When The cop pulls out his baton and gives him a couple little love taps. Like, oh, maybe i will scratch your back a little bit. And then the guy takes off running down the road, and the other cops had to stop him and arrest him. I'm sitting there thinking, why do you have that badge on if you can't tackle a naked guy and cuff him? And I'm not in tough shit or anything, or, you know, that I would be able to be a cop or anything. Yeah. But I sure as hell could tackle an 18-year-old naked guy and put handcuffs on him. Why are you a fucking cop if you're not going to do that? That's my rant for the week. Uh, so, anyway... Branch, your Corn Hog of the Week, do you have one?
1: Mm, not really, no. I've got I've got mine now. Okay, Woo. Uh, a, a non-losing season. That's There's, not a person. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's bullshit because they got to play 600 ball to make a, a non-losing season, and it really pisses me off that How, they're not.
2: Bob Castellini.
1: That works. Let's just do Bob again. That does work.
2: <laughs> Burmy, do you have a Corn Hog of the Week nomination?
3: I actually do this time, and it's, it's in correlation with Andrew Luck, so I think you and I have tag-teamed this pretty well. My Corn Hog of the Week, as we come up on college football season, something we all hold near and dear, we're just going to go ahead and give the entire college football season Corn Hog of the Year to John, <laughs> because it's the gra- the greatest thing he's ever done, collegiately coaching, collegiately, I'll say it again, collegiately So nobody comes out and says, he went to the Super Bowl. Was the win he had with Andrew Luck as a 41-point underdog against USC. Because Jim Harbaugh has done nothing at the University of Michigan. He is not an elite college football coach. He's never won anything. He's never been third in the Big Ten East. He's never been to the college football playoff. And as Urban Myers said on Fox last week, it's Michigan's year for what? He's never done anything, and until he does it, I and millions of other fans will continue to make fun of you, Jim Harbaugh, for being a milk-drinking, sleepover-having-with-recruits weirdo that you are. So, my cornhog of the season for college football goes to Jim Harbaugh.
2: And Jim Harbaugh...
1: I think you're biased. Yeah, I gotta say. Well,
2: I, I'll say this: anybody. Who how many used,
1: abusive relationships has he covered up?
2: Anybody who's related to Tom Crean automatically is a piece of shit.
0: Branch.
1: He, how he. Branch. The UC recruit. am Sorry, UC transfer. I'm to sorry, say. I had to do it.
3: I had Branch. Sorry. Branch. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh denies that mental illness is a thing. Thing that people that eat chicken are weak.
2: Well, so, I can tell I'm sorry. I just
3: had to play go, Going
2: back to what Wu that. said with Harbaugh, going to come out between what he said to Luke Fickle and what he did. So all I know is all these other players are getting their waivers, and the guy transferring from Michigan didn't. And I don't have a dog in the fight because, you know, I don't care about UC or I think I'm siding with Luke Fickle on that one.
1: Speaking of how, waivers, how could you did, you, not? did you see the one where the NCAA denied a waiver because the kid wanted to transfer because his mom had cancer?
2: And they didn't That's believe the that transfer. it was bad enough, enough because she yeah. was still working.
1: And, yeah. NCAA's so heartless you, bastard. NCAA. Fuck, fuck yeah.
2: So as the fourth cornhog of the week, I just put in Doug Gottlieb because he also oh, had yeah. terrible takes on Andrew Luck and, fuck Doug Gottlieb. Go steal a credit card, you piece of fucking shit. <laughs>
0: So, <laughs> I love how none of our none of our
2: court had anything to do with baseball. Bob I Castellini, a bit, Yeah, something. Bob Castellini Dude,
3: wasn't a person. Bob Castellini's kind of an you know what? Which he
1: would go away let, Let's make 81 wins a person, 76 <laughs> wins as a person. Come on.
2: So, that about to wrap up this edition of the podcast? Give everybody's final thoughts here. Branch, give us your final thoughts.
0: Ones you love them, that you love them, and be kind. That's it.
2: Thank you. I, we love you too, Branch. Burmy.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, another baseball season. We got a month left. Please go too quickly. It feels like just opening day. All of us, minus Greg the Woo, we're hanging out, <laughs> chanting Puig's name in right field at Great American Ballpark, and here we are coming up on September. It's crazy how time flies. Um,
2: that was so a good weekend been, uh, for Burmy. That was a good weekend for Burmy.
3: Every every weekend when you're a single man in his 20s is a good weekend, Coop. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna throw that out there. I'm just—they're all good weekends. I had a fucking blast and that there's weekend. There's no there such so the thing as a bad, bad weekend, weekend when you're single and in your— hey, you don't have any fucking rules.
2: Opening day was um, a good day.
3: Hey, Bernie, we partied our ass off that weekend. It was awesome. We sure we sure as fuck did, to the branch.
0: Yeah. It, it just
3: it, you know it it almost doesn't feel real that another baseball season's coming on, and, gone, and uh, I want to thank everybody who. You know, listen to the podcast, whether it's a weekly basis or whatever. You know, I appreciate everybody uh, tuning into us, and uh, I know obviously you do too, Coop. And uh, I appreciate you having me on yet again.
2: No problem, Burmy. Woo! Give us your final thoughts.
1: I, I want to say uh, I'm sorry to everyone that's in Burmy speak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, outside of your that, wife your wife just told you to shut the fuck up, Greg.
2: Burmy again, there. again.
1: <laughs> joke doesn't. No, I mean you're just reinforcing my point. So thank you very much. It had something even cle- uh, a clever joke <laughs> in mind,
2: but anyway, continue. Uh,
1: yeah,
3: I've uh, been drink- I- I've been drinking too long to be clever. I apologize.
2: Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Shout out to Jeremy.
1: See, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah. So uh, shut that fucking kid up. So, so if the Reds play 500 ball the rest of the way, they get 78 wins. There's our marker in the sand right now. Well, uh, let's, let's not going to happen. Yay. Yay. That's it.
2: That's all I got. So for my final thoughts, first, I want to give a shout out to the, I Cincy sports gallery. Other than that, I don't really have much of a final thought. Kind of like branch said that news of what happened in Virginia just really shook me. And um, sorry to end the podcast on a sour note. So for, and woo and Burmy, this is Coop saying, uh, we'll talk to you later.
0: Cincinnati, Ohio. we